This week on This Werewolves, we discuss two horror anthologies from the 1980s, Creepshow and Creepshow 2. Werewolves Horror Podcast, the podcast that discusses all things horror. I'm Brett. I'm David. And the election happened. Hey! And we know for a fact what the results are, and we couldn't be more happy. All right, David. <laughs> Why is there a fucking bird like, like a on my shoulder? Outside my window, <laughs> and it's, yeah. It's like, it, it, it might as well just be on my lap, <laughs> squeaking, is how loud this fucking thing is, but whatever. If you hear a bird in the background... <laughs> That's just picture us out like we're the election's over, we're outside, enjoying Sun. the air. Yep. The birds are singing. COVID's gone. <laughs> Everything's different now. Everything's better now. Yeah. There have been horror movies, and we've talked about art on box art and stuff. There have been horror movies that I always remember from a child. And the movies we're talking about today are two of those horror films. Yeah, same for me. These are movies that I have fond memories of, especially seeing the box art mm-hmm. at the video store. Creepshow and Creepshow 2. And I don't think one box art is better than the other. Although I do like the 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 Creepshow 2 one. Mm-hmm. Probably just a tad bit better. I like the box office from Creepshow 1. Yeah, yeah. little ticket counter. Um, but and the- I... I probably, yeah, uh, it's funny. I just pulled them both up. Yeah. I have more nostalgia for the first one. I just remember seeing it all the time. Yeah. That second poster is pretty cool, though, in they're, the movie theater. Yeah, they're both pretty rad. I have the first Creepshow poster in my um, in my horror room. Uh, I need to get the second one to put next to that. But they're, it's some of the best artwork uh, ever. And uh, these, these movies in particular are something that I always remember going to the video store and... Uh, seeing and then and then obviously renting them yep and for me the first creep show is also one of the first horror movies that i was allowed to watch really yeah oh that's cool yeah um yeah i guess i guess a kid can watch them yeah like late 80s for me like yeah right around the time i was watching texas chainsaw massacre the thing creep show is kind of in that same yeah era i'd probably let you watch creep show before texas chainsaw massacre (laughs) but yeah but yeah, me too. Uh, it, it was a definitely an early one. I think I might have actually seen two first and then went back hmm, and seen. Interesting. Because I, I want to say, and I was thinking about this, I want to say that Creepshow 1 was always checked out. So maybe uh, someone had it for a long period of time and I couldn't rent it. So I was like, fuck it. I'm going to rent, get the second rent, one. Uh, the second one first. Um, but uh, Creepshow 1, directed by George Romero, written by Stephen King. All right. So right off the bat. We got two horror icons. (laughs) We got a couple winners. Yeah. Um, Stephen King, not known for for maybe uh, screenplays, but definitely known for his novels. Yeah. Um, 
and and, and a horror yeah known as a legend. storyteller he's yeah. a legend uh, one of the most prolific authors not only of of the century uh, of the 20th century but probably of all time mm-hmm. like he's written so much and 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 diverse so much diverse stuff. Like, do you think he has a deal with the devil? <laughs> like, honestly, like, how can you write that much? Yeah, I don't know. And his books aren't short. No. Very verbose. Mm-hmm. Um, he does have short stories, and, and I like those. Like, the when the Richard Bachman days, he has, like, some short stories. Yeah. Um, and, and even in Stephen King. But in uh, stuff that's not horror, uh, Stand By Me. Uh, yeah, Shawshank Redemption, Green Mile. Yeah, all yeah. all great. He good. Uh, he wrote he wrote a short story called the the long walk. Did you ever read that one? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a really good one. I yeah. highly recommend it. Uh, uh, what's the what's the Running Man? Oh yeah. Now the the story is a lot different than the movie, mm-hmm. but he did write that. So um, not always horror, but definitely horror. Uh, but he wrote the screenplay for this, mm-hmm. so um, the stories are all his. Uh, we have a lot of people starring in this movie, so I'll just give a handful of people. We got Hal Holbrook. Uh, Adrian Barbeau, Fritz Weaver, Leslie Nielsen, Carrie Nye, E.G. Marshall, Vivica Lindfors, and the it goes on and on. Yeah, uh, Ted Danson, Ed Harris, Ed Harris with Tom hair. Atkins, yeah, <laughs> even even Stephen King's son, Joe. I think it's Joe. Oh, he's the kid, he's right? The little boy, yeah. yeah. And he went on to write, uh, written a bunch of stuff uh, now too. Oh, cool. Um, oh, fuck, now I just lost it, but I know he's written some stuff that we would both know. But uh, uh, he's he's successful in his own right. But yeah, Tom Atkins. Uh, music by John Harrison. We got a great score in this film. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do you own the vinyl? I do. Yeah. yeah, so do I. I think I've got both of them. I know I have the first Creep Show on vinyl. I think I've got Creep Show too. Also, I have both of them as well. What uh, Waxworks did them, and they did different colors for the vinyls yeah. based on the different stories. So the one I got for Creep Show one, I think, is the. Uh, Jordy Verrill one, the green one. I can't remember which I one. I want to say have. that's the one that I have. Yeah, I can't remember, but I think I have the second one because I think I have the raft. Yeah, I want to say I have the raft one yeah. as well. So I have to look at those. I was going to look at them before I came over here today. Yeah, I can't remember which one I got. Yeah. Anyway, you could probably still get them reprints. Mm-hmm. I think that's what I got. I didn't get first pressings. Uh, release date nearly thirty-eight years ago. Almost to the date, November tenth, nineteen eighty-two. Wow! So today that people are listening to this is November 9th. If you're Almost if you're an early adopter <laughs> listening on the on the day we release yeah. it, um, or, or you could be listening on November tenth, but that's kind of weird how that worked out, right? Yeah, that is weird. Uh, budget eight million dollars. Box office twenty-one million. Pretty respectable. Yeah, Made money. Yeah. So uh, this movie ha- is an anthology film. It's very much, well, it's an homage to, also, Tom Savini did the makeup effects in this. Mm, um, both of them, I think. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it's an homage to the EC, EC comics, comics. Right. Like Vault of Horror, yeah, Tales, Tales from, from the, the Crypt. Crypt. Um, and this was before the Tales from the Crypt TV show. So we have yeah. we have the Creeper, which is uh, the guy who's kind <laughs> of, well, he's not really hosting this one, but he's... He's like the guy in the Creepshow comic book that the kid gets. So we have a prologue and an epilogue that establishes that this is a comic book called Creepshow. And we got little Billy, and he gets yep. caught with a Creepshow comic by his dad, who's Tom Atkins. Yeah, he's not too happy about it. No. <laughs> he, sma- smacks he smacks him. him. Yeah, he's an asshole. And then he drinks a beer. Yeah. So nothing uh, 
cools me off like a, a frosty cold beer after I smack my kid around yeah. for reading a comic book. Yep. And then the creeper, and then he takes the comic book. Well, Dude, the the kid, kid's like, well, you got porno movies, porno mags. <laughs> Dude, did you think back to when we went to the uh, Hollywood or Halloween Horror Nights at Universal and we heard that on loop for like an hour straight? Well, I did, but... More importantly, my wife did. She goes, I've heard this so many fucking times. Yeah. Where'd you get this crap? It's, 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's going in the garbage. Yep. My wife's like, remember when we were standing in line and we heard that on loop? <laughs> yep. Uh, but that was a great haunted house. That haunted house was awesome. It stunk in there. Stunk like shit. Yeah, it did. <laughs> Purpose, purposefully. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, the prologue and the epilogue uh like i said billy gets caught with the creep show comic dad takes it away from him smacks him upside the head uh so hard that he leaves a welt on his face and then he goes down and drinks a beer and billy's <laughs> sitting in his room and he's like i fucking hate my dad <laughs> he's, a, he's a dick but then he gets a grin on his face because the creeper i guess he is a creeper because he's at his window and he's all hey, <laughs> hey little boy and this is all live action i was just peeking through your window <laughs> that we see this but then it quickly turns into cartoon like, yeah the animation style is really cool too yeah in this one in the second one too mm-hmm. um we'll we'll get to that in a second uh but uh and the the comic book like flips open and now we see like comic book panels and that's the cool thing about this movie is every time we go to a different story it's like the comic book page is flipping and you'll even see the ads yeah like, it was really cool in there yeah so that that, that is cool but um the uh, comic book freezes and we see the first story and it's called father's day and uh it unfreezes and turns into live action and it's uh this kind of setting is in a house kind of uh, a rich kind mansion. of yeah yeah rich bougie yeah, types. bourgeois mm-hmm. uh we have uh sylvia richard cass and hank and they're all hanging out having a couple of drinks it's father's day yeah the third sunday in june and they get together every year on father's day to honor their great grand uncle I guess who it is. I, I don't really understand the family dynamic so much. I, I know how it's listed. So Sylvia is the granddaughter of the dead guy. Nathan. Okay. Yeah. And Richard and Cass are the great grandson and great granddaughter of the dead guy. Okay. I guess. I don't know. Hank is the Hank is the husband, the husband of, of Cass. Yes. All right. So that's, that's, I guess how it works out. Or they're like grand nieces or grand nephews or something. Yeah. I, I don't but know. They it's all really weird. Go but they're the this, only ones who are alive. Yeah, and because they all want the money. They're they've all been living off of his fortune that has been passed down to him, yep. I guess. Bedelia is the daughter of the dead old man yep. of Nathan. And they proceed the the ones who are there, Sylvia, Richard, and Cass, they they're proceeding to tell Hank, Ed Harris's character what happened and why they all get together. Mm -hmm. Basically what happened was Bedelia was kind of a spinster uh, type daughter of Nathan. Yeah. And Nathan's a real piece of shit. (laughs) Yeah. He's not a good dad. No. And she's always been a loner. And then she finally, she finds love meets love. And this guy named Yarbro, but Nathan doesn't like him. So Nathan has him killed. His little honey accident. Fucking Dick Cheney over here. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, Has a hunting accident and he dies. Well, Bedelia blames 
her father for yeah. his death. And uh, now it's Father's Day. And every Father's Day, he wants a cake. He wants Bedelia to make him a cake. Which is that a is that a thing? I, yeah, no, no. It's, it's not your birthday. No, I've never had a cake. They're like, oh, your birthday's on Father's Day. He's like, no. It's like, well, then shut the fuck up. I'm not making you a cake. You want a cake and make it yourself. Yeah. By the way, my birthday is always close to Father's. It can be close to Father's Day sometimes. So I do get uh, I get I get the old nice. twofer. The next no, Father's it's Day, not good. Next Father's Day should be like the Where's my cake? I, I told I told my son we were watching it together, it? and I was like, I'm gonna ask you for a cake, and he's like, Oh, you're not gonna get one. <laughs> Where's my cane? He goes, are you going to bang a cane, cane around to it? He's I such go, a yep. jerk, too. He calls her a dirty bitch. I think. Oh, Where's my cake, you dirty bitch? Yeah. Jesus. What an asshole. Calm down, man. Yeah. So she is making his cake, and she's like, fuck off. She grabs a really heavy ashtray and beats him upside the head, killing <laughs> him. He did. He did. So every year, to honor her dead father... She brings all the relatives together and they celebrate Father's Day. Yep. And they have to kind of do this. So, but, but Bedelia always shows up on time and then she goes to the grave. Mm-hmm. Well, she does show up and they're like, well, she, she's going to go visit the grave yeah, and then, and she'll, then be she'll be here. here. We'll eat the dinner and we'll be out of here. So she goes and visits the grave and she's talking shit to her old man. Yeah, she's glad drinking he's a dead. bottle of Jack. Yeah, like right from the yeah, <laughs> right from the bottle, <laughs> and uh, and then all of a sudden, boom! Yeah, and bursts out of the grave. Yep, and then he pops out, and it looks awesome. Like that the mask makeup? and the makeup. Oh yeah, it just looks awesome. Yeah, and he's very zombified. Very much so, and he's like, you got worms and maggots and shit. Where's where's my, my cake? cake? <laughs> he kills her. <laughs> yeah. So now the family's all back at Harris's dancing. He's fucking dancing. Do you remember, do you remember he went to the Crispin Glover dude, dance yes, school. I, was, I got instant Crispin Glover flashbacks. Yeah. That's what I was saying when I watched this. I was like, look at Ed Harris dance. He went to the Crispin. Him and Crispin Glover went to dance class together. Yeah. I wonder if he watches this movie now and he's like, oh, Jesus. And he's like, I had hair. I had hair. I had kick-ass dance moves. I'm like, well, no. His wife's like, honey. One out of two ain't yeah, bad. Exactly. Uh, but uh, they're all partying and stuff. And then Sylvia's like, oh, where the fuck is Bedelia? She's late. Yeah, we, she's never late. And the, and the grandson, Richard, he's like just drinking champagne. There's a maid there. Uh, I guess who who owns this house? Is this Sylvia's house? I think, it, I think it's Sylvia's house because I got the impression that they all kind of placate her and doing this every year because they are waiting. Bedelia's house, you mean? I don't know, but the, yeah, Bedelia's house. Yeah, and they're all placating her because they want that money. Okay, like, so they're trying to stay in her good. But graces. then Bedelia was late to her own house. I don't know. Or maybe it's Sylvia's house. Maybe she inherited the house. I don't know, but everybody Whatever. wants the money. Everybody wants something. Yep, greedy bastards. <laughs> Yeah, they're no better than Nathan. No, like, they're just leeches. Yeah, they're leeches. They're scum. <laughs> um, like I said, there's a maid there, and the maid keeps bringing out bottles of champagne that Richard imbibes on. Uh, Hank goes out to have a smoke. He gets he gets lost <laughs> in the graveyard. Dude, that's the other thing that's cool about this house, too, is I want a house with a graveyard. With a graveyard right yes. next to it? Be like, hey, once I'm dead, just no. wheel me outside and just drop me in a not hole. Not even just next to it. Not even, like, next door. I want On my house to have, like, a graveyard. Dude, that would be amazing. Like, I want to be so rich that I'm like, this is where we bury all the Andersons. Yeah, right here. <laughs> this is where we all go. <laughs> so, like, 500 years from now, they'll be like... You're on your deathbed. You're like, start digging that hole. <laughs> Get it ready. <laughs> yeah, I'll just have it. I'll just have it ready. 
yeah all times <laughs> just so they can just dump me off and yeah as you're dying like have them wheel your deathbed out there and they'd yep. be like once i pass just, just pitch it open and just have slide me right in yep. no need for a casket or anything yep i'm a man of simple taste yeah because i'm gonna come back to life anyway yeah, and ask for my fucking cake yeah, exactly and i also want to have like a mausoleum yeah just to have one just have drawers of corpses yeah yeah god I have such big plans for myself. <laughs> we need more listeners so we can make lots of money and I can make yeah, this dream have the house. mausoleum graveyard. And, and I'm going to have a house that just looks really shitty. Like, it looks yeah, like a haunted, looks like house, a haunted house. But it's fucking nice. Yeah, on the inside, it's really immaculate. Nice, outside, it looks really outside, creepy. Yeah, everybody, yep. and everybody's always whispering about That's it. That's the old Thompson house. That's the old Anderson place. <laughs> yep. Yep. And just, like, sound effects coming out of hidden speakers where it's like, oh. Or people get too close to you, just goes, get out. And you're like, oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be so awesome. It would be. All right. Let's uh, make this happen. <laughs> we need to make that happen. We need to start a Patreon immediately. <laughs> Go fund me. Yeah, yeah. I don't have any kind of disease. I'm not dying yet. Yeah, I mean, who knows? Someday. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so uh, Hank goes out to the grave. He, he goes out his, for a cigarette, yeah. yeah and he finds, he finds the weed. bottle. He takes a swig. Yeah, just off the ground. He's yeah, just like, gross. Eh, random, random yeah, bottle dude, of alcohol. Yeah, in a field full of dead bodies and stuff. <laughs> yeah, and there's an undug grave yeah. right there. Yeah. Well, he gets knocked upside the head, and he falls into the grave, right? Yeah. And then he gets killed. His death is kind of funny, too, because he's in the grave, and you see a tombstone like slowly sliding towards it, like it's going to drop on his head. He does absolutely nothing to get out of the and way. He's just like, oh, oh, oh. oh. Yeah, it lands on him, crushes his fucking skull. Yeah, he did. So now we got Sylvia Richard and Cass and, and the and the maid or whatever back in the house. Mrs. Danvers. And they're all like, what's going on? Where is everybody? Where's Tank? We need to watch him dance some more. <laughs> the The maid gets killed. Yeah. Sylvia gets killed. I think Sylvia, she get her head spun right around. Yeah, she gets her head lopped off. off. Yeah. Because yeah. then all of a sudden we see uh, the corpse Nathan come in and he's holding a platter with Sylvia's head on it. Yeah, and candles. Candles sticking out of him. He's like, <laughs> I got my cake. Ha, 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 ha. Yep. And then, happy father's day and then richard and and Cass like scream and you got this like colorful backgrounds like yeah, comic book type it. backgrounds then, yeah it kind of freezes yeah it's awesome and i guess in because they did make a comic book of this oh cool after this movie came out and i guess it insinuates that they both got killed oh um, yeah that makes sense <laughs> <laughs> they both got a slice of the cake <laughs> So that was that one. Now, uh, you I don't know if you did this or not, but I reviewed each story. I did not. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. So I won't I won't go into that then. Um, I did an overall but review. But I will say that I liked the segment. Um, I liked it. It's not it's not my favorite one. It's not yeah, it's not my favorite one either, but I I like A it. lot of people like this one and they quote that line like where's my cake? I yeah, I can understand that. The makeup effects were, were good, but I, I think it's a good opener. Mm-hmm. Yeah, agreed. We then cut to uh, the comic book again, flipping pages, and we got our second story, The Lonesome Death of Geordi Verrill. This one stars Stephen King, who actually does a phenomenal job. Yeah, and he's <laughs> it's pretty much just him for the most part. Yeah, there is also a, a doctor and Geordi's father who played by the same actor named Bingo O'Malley. Uh, is the actor's name. Um, Jordy Verrill, 
He's this fucking bumpkin. <laughs> he yeah. is He's a very simple man. Simple to say <laughs> the least. He's got his uh his overalls, his Oshkosh bagashes. <laughs> Uh, a meteor comes and lands in his property. The world's smallest meteor. It looks like a pebble like yeah. when it comes from the sky. It is pretty small. It makes a pretty tiny hole. Uh-huh. But he goes out there, and he's like, oh, God, Jordy, it's a meteor. <laughs> it's one of them meteors. And then he has these fucking... And he touches it for some reason. He's like, oh, this thing just fell from space and looks red hot. Better touch it. Yep. And it burns him, and he gets all pissed off. But then... Uh, he has. He's like, I wonder how much it's worth. I'm going to take it down to the college. And as he flashes to like I his love imagination, his fantasy, yeah, his fantasy. It's like Department of Meteors, yeah. Like, and he gets two hundred dollars for it, and he's so excited. Yeah. He's like haggling. And he says, "Not a penny, not less. a penny less." The two hundred seventy-five dollars. Like, ah, not two hundred dollars or nothing. Yep. Um. <laughs> So then he comes out of his dream and he's like, I got to cool this off because it burned him, of course. And so he grabs a bucket of water, pours it on it, and it cracks. Yeah, busts in half. He's like, oh, God damn it, Jordy. <laughs> he's like, oh, Jordy Vero, you did it again. <laughs> done, done it again. You just cut your profits. Yep. And then it flashes to his fantasy again. And the doctor at the at the school of Meteor or the <laughs> Department of Meteors is like, uh, $10. I wouldn't give you two cents for it. <laughs> And like when he spills the uh, the water on it and it cools off and it splits in half, like this bluish green kind of ooze stuff comes out and like he goes meteor shit. Yeah, it gets on him. He's all meteor shit. <laughs> he dumps out all the ooze. Yeah, and he throws it into a, a bucket or whatever, and he's carrying it back home. Um, and he gets inside, and he's still sucking on those fingers. Yeah, he's got of blisters. His. Yeah, those blisters are nasty. They're gross. Um, Meanwhile, we see like moss and grass and stuff start growing outside. Yeah. The other thing I was going to say is he's watching wrestling <laughs> on the TV. And, and uh, I was like, who's that wrestling? And it was uh, Bob Backlund versus one of the Samoans. So it was early 80s WWF wrestling. Uh, early 80s, like pre-Hulk Hogan. Bob Backlund was the champion uh, right before Hulk Hogan. Hmm. Well, actually, Iron Sheik was, but technically... But Bob Backlund was the, the, the champion. And uh, the Samoans, that was Samoan number one, I believe, is that who was wrestling because <laughs> I watched you. it. I was, I was paying attention to that portion of it. <laughs> so he's watching wrestling and uh, falls asleep. And he wakes up. And all of a sudden, there's like moss on him. Yeah, like on his hands. On his fingers yeah, where his like, blisters oh. were. And then he looks at his tongue and it's all yeah, green. He's been sucking on his hand. Yep. yep. He's like, oh, Jordy. <laughs> Doggone it. <laughs> Jordy Barrel. Oh, then he's got moss on his face. Just, and he itches like crazy, but he, he starts to figure out, like, if I touch anywhere I touch it, it's going to grow more. Yeah. He pours himself the world's largest screwdriver. Yeah. He's got that pop-off vodka does. and <laughs> some orange juice, and he just proceeds to drink that. And he passes out because of that. And he wakes up, and he's got moss. Like, he looks well, like At moss. first, he thinks it's a dream. I don't think he looks down at his hands or anything. Yeah. <laughs> but he's got moss everywhere now. Um, it's like all over his chest. His yeah, face he's got like a beard of moss. There's also moss growing up all over the place. He's itching and scratching like crazy. Goes into the bathroom, looks in the mirror, and he, he sees his dad. Yeah, because he draws himself a bath. He's like, the bath will help. And this yeah. vision is dead. Like, that's a bad idea, son. His dad's like, Jordy, you're an idiot. Hey, don't get in that water. He's like, you got to go to the doctor. And then he imagines going to the doctor and getting a shot. And he doesn't want to get a shot. <laughs> so finally, he's just like, fuck it. He's looking at the water and he's debating. He's like, I'm getting in. And he gets in and he's like, oh, that oh, feels, feels so much so better. Good. 
Well, cut to a little while later, the next morning, there's moss everywhere outside the house. Yeah. And we come in and there's Jordy and he's just nothing but moss. Yeah, he doesn't even look human anymore. No, he looks like, like Swamp Thing or yeah, something. Yeah, worse. Yeah. Worse, Swamp Thing looked more human than this guy. <laughs> <laughs> he puts the gun barrel in his mouth and he's like, don't don't mess this up, Jordy. For, for once in your life, don't screw this up. Yeah. And he blows the top of his head off. Wouldn't it have been shitty had he Did. fucked that up? Yeah. Because oh. it... Well, we won't get into that. <laughs> yeah, I know what you're saying. <laughs> but uh, anyway, and then, it, then we hear the news, and the yeah, news is like, forecast. "It's, it's going to rain. We're going to have, and it's we're going to have a green. Uh, things are going to be all green, and we see the moss just spreading." Yeah, something kind of implies that this is going to spread. Yep, everywhere. everybody's fucked. <laughs> yeah, we're screwed. <laughs> do, 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 do. Welcome bom, to bom. 2020. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I love this story. Yeah, I like this one. It, is one of the stories that has stuck with me so much because that last scene where Jordy blows his it's head so off. It's so sad. It and is. his voice is all distorted. like, please. Yeah, God. Dear God. <laughs> yeah, it's fucked up. Yeah, it's Just, sad. Yeah, that was one that really got me as a kid. I was like creeped out by even the moss just growing on him mm-hmm. and everything. It just gives me the heebie-jeebie. Like I'm getting goosebumps <laughs> right now. Just You know, there's certain things that when you think about, you're like, oh. Yeah, oh. yeah you get the. <laughs> yeah, you, your skin crawls. Mm-hmm. So that was that one. Uh, but yeah, that's that's probably, that's one of my favorite ones in this one. I like that one. It's up there. It's maybe middle of the pack for me. Okay. The next story we get is Something to Tide You Over. This stars Leslie Nielsen, Ted Danson, and Galen Ross. Galen Ross is from Dawn of the Dawn Dead. Dawn of the Dead. Should, uh, Fran. Yeah. Yeah. So working with George Romero again. Uh, Ted Danson. Is fucking Ted Danson, you know? <laughs> and Leslie Nielsen, it's so weird to see Leslie Nielsen. As kind of a villain. Yeah, and, and, and as a serious actor. Like, yeah. I know he was a serious actor, yeah. but we grew up knowing him from Airplane and, the Naked, and Gun. Naked Gun series. Yeah. Um, he was never a serious actor in our lifetime, uh, but this was a serious uh, role for him. And he stars as uh, Richard Vickers whose wife Becky is cheating on him with Harry Wentworth, who is Ted Danson. And Richard finds out about this and he proceeds to go over to Harry's house and kidnap him. Yeah. And he tells him like, open the door or something really nasty is going to happen to Becky. Yep. And Harry's like, I don't know what the fuck you want. And he's like, I'm, I'm going to kill Becky if you don't come with me. And he pulls a gun on him. Yeah. Well, okay. If you insist. Yep. And so he takes him down to the beach and uh, he's like, uh, you'll see Becky if yeah. you come with me. And so he takes him out of the beach. Becky's not there, but there's like a hole dug. And, and a shovel. Yeah. And Ted Danson's like thinking that he buried her. Yep. So he goes running over to it and it's just an empty hole. So he's like, what the fuck? And he's like, uh, get in the hole. <laughs> and he's like, absolutely not. And he's like, well, then I'm going to kill her. Yep. So I'm going to kill her and I'm going to kill you. So if you yeah. don't get in the hole. So he's like, fine. So he gets in the hole and then he buries him. But. Only up to his neck. So yeah. only his head's out. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, all right, now I'm going to show you Becky. And he, <laughs> 1982 technology. I love it though. Yeah. Like, yeah, he gets in his Jeep and he drives up and he's got the longest cable And extension ever. cord. Yeah. For the TV. He's got it like on a spool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he plugs in the TV, plugs in the uh, cable and he shows him a live feed of Becky. 
and she's also buried up to her neck. Mm-hmm. But the tide's, the tide's coming, coming in where she's at. She's a little further down the shore. Yeah. Now, did you think that she had already died and he was just I doing I thought the- maybe he was just showing a tape. Yeah. That's yeah, kind of what I thought, but I don't know. Um, but he says she's down the shore. The tide's coming in down there uh, a little bit quicker. And, uh, you know, tide's going to come in here too. And you're both going to die. Yeah. And basically says like, hopefully you can hold your breath. You might get lucky and maybe you hold your breath and maybe you can shake yourself loose. Who knows? Yeah. You just got to believe in yourself or something like that. that would work? Do you think as the water comes Absolutely in, not. it would wash away and you could kind no. of shake yourself free? I don't, I don't think so. Now, as, as far down as he was buried, I don't think so. You don't think he could shake himself free? I don't know. I think it'd be like quicksand. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. But I like how... Um, Ted Danson starts screaming for help. And he's like, dude, I own this whole beach. No one is going to hear you. And he's still screaming. And, he's, and then I like that Leslie Nielsen joins in on the screaming. He starts yeah. yelling for help. He's a too. good villain. Yeah, he's awesome. He's like, yeah, no one's going to hear you, Harry. Yep. You're screwed. See ya. So he leaves him. And then he goes back to his house. And he starts watching the, the TVs, the closed circuit television. He's and got he's, kind of a super villain lair, like yeah. like a, a, a painting or something moves aside or something. He's, he's got, got his a monitors behind it. Yeah. Showing his, he's very, it's very uh, uh, James Bond villain. And he's dressed in like purple velvet. Doesn't he have like a velvet tracksuit yeah. or something on? Yeah. 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 And he's watching, like he left his people to die and he's not watching the whole completion but i also feel like as they die he's just kind of like well that wasn't nearly as satisfying as i thought it was going to be and yeah. he kind of feels not bad but he's just like well a now empty I'm, inside now i'm a fucking murderer <laughs> but he goes down to the beach to recover their bodies and their bodies aren't there and he's like well they must have washed out yeah he's like the, the tide took him out yeah he convinces himself of that goes back home gets in the shower well oh yeah that's when he dons the velvet uh tracksuit the velour <laughs> the velour <laughs> Gets in the shower and uh, outside of his house, we see... Through the monitors, we see fog rolling in yeah. and we see people. <laughs> yeah, with with uh, seaweed attached barnacles to Barnacles and yeah. shit, yeah. And it's Ted Danson and Galen Ross. They're back from the dead and they're talking. And when they're talking, it's like they got the... <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not like they're underwater. <laughs> we dug a hole for you, Richard. Yep. Richard. Yep. And so they get him and they throw him in a hole and bury him up to his neck. And he's like, I can hold my breath for a long time. Well, the water comes up and he panics. (laughs) Yeah, he he did. He ain't going to make it. No. And that's the end of that story. Do you like this one? It's actually one of my favorites. I really like this one. Is it? It's one of my least favorites. Really? See, <laughs> I, I, like as a kid, it's one that like you're saying like things that stick with you. Yeah. Like this one and the next one are the ones that I always remember as a kid. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I li- listen, I, I remember all these stories and I remember the visuals of the people being buried up to their neck. I just find it cheese ballish. <laughs> the, the people coming back from the dead. It's the same as the father's day. one. Yeah. It's like. The people coming back from the not that the Jordy Verrill one is realistic, but, but it's, this one's I, I still think this one's better than the Father's Day one. Yes, I w- would agree with that. Yeah. One. But yeah, I mean it's not bad. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that it's bad. It's just not my. It's yeah. It's probably like Father's Day is probably my least favorite of them. This is probably my second hmm, okay. on that list. Like if you're gonna rank them from one to five, yeah, uh, this would be like four. Okay, so after that one, then we got the crate. And this is the one that stars uh, Hal Holbrook, Adrian Barbeau, Fritz Weaver, and uh, I guess Don Kiefer plays the janitor. There's a couple other people in there, too. Um, The crate, people, I mean, a lot of people know about the crate because of Fluffy, the crate (laughs) monster. Um, 
But uh, just to uh, break this story down to you, we got uh, Adrian Barbeau plays Wilma Billy Northrup. Yeah, she's just like an obnoxious drunk. Oh, she's she's so good she, in this role. She's fantastic. She is. But she's just insufferable. And you know, as I'm watching her in this, I just recall when we met her. Yeah, and how, and how sweet, sweet she was. And nice. Uh, <laughs> obviously, she's older now, but um, she was just so pleasant. And then you watch this and you're like, she is a fucking bitch. Yeah, she's really good at it. <laughs> yeah, she was awesome. Um, but uh, her husband, Henry, played by Hal Holbrook, is this just beaten man. Yeah, he's just broken. Like, yeah. she's ruined him. Yep. And she's always like, Henry, you're so weak. Yeah. What you're would you do without me? Yep. You wouldn't be able to do anything. And she's a drunk. Yeah. And she's obnoxious. She's does loud. She, she's does crass. she drink vodka and milk? I think so. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. It was gross. Oh, that's yeah. the most grossest thing that's I could disgusting. almost think of. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it was rum, but even that would that's be still gross. gross. It'd be better than vodka, I guess. But oh, yeah. And she's drinking it out of a glass while she's driving. She, <laughs> yeah, that part was awesome. <laughs> anyway. She's, got milk. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we also got Dexter Stanley, who's a professor. Um, and he's a friend of uh, Henry's. And they play chess together mm-hmm. on a weekly basis. And his wife has recently passed. And we also get the sense that Dexter has a thing for younger women. Yeah. And kind of hits on students and stuff. Yeah, he's kind of a slime ball. Yeah. But uh, he he gets a call while they're at this party, and and Billy is berating Henry. But <laughs> real quick before he gets a call, um, something else that happens in the crate uh, on a couple of occasions is that uh, Henry fantasizes about murdering his wife. Yeah, and there's a part where like, she's talking at the party, and he just pulls out a gun and shoots her right in the head. Yeah, she and, falls down dead. Yeah, and apart everybody claps, like yeah. kind of golf claps, and they it, go, right? "Good shot." Yeah, one goes, "Hell of a shot." <laughs> Yeah, and there's another part where he's leaving or she's leaving and he fantasizes about strangling yeah. her. But she always breaks him out of it. Yeah. She's always like, Henry! Huh? Oh, no, I'm sorry. Yep. But uh, uh, Dexter Stanley gets a phone call from Mike the janitor who says, hey, I'm, I'm working, I'm at the, um, the, university. At the university and I just found this crate and it's labeled uh, 18 something. 1834. 1834. Arctic Expedition. And it's underneath like a staircase. It's the fucking thing, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, and he's like, well, it's probably just a bunch of National Geographic. And he's like, yeah, but it's labeled 1834. So maybe you want to check it out. And he's like, all right, I'll come down. So they go down there and they proceed to open it. And uh, there's something living inside of it. And uh, it grabs the janitor and fucking kills him. It pulls him in and blood just spurts everywhere. Yep. So Dexter goes running out of there. He freaks out. He's yeah. like, <laughs> what the fuck? He can't even talk. He's like, <laughs> he runs into a student and he's like telling the student, the student goes down there. The student proceeds to get killed. <laughs> so he calls up Henry and he's, that student's death is pretty cool too. He gets like a claw mark right to his face. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. Does he call Henry or does he go over to Henry's house? Uh, he goes to Henry's house. And oh, yeah, because like, they're supposed to play hysterical. chess. Yeah. yeah. So Adrian Barbeau is left for the night because she's like, you guys go play chess. I'm going to go have fun. Um, he goes to Henry's house and he tells him what happened. And Henry's like, all right, I'll. Uh, and he calms him down. Like he, at first, like gives he's him in control. He gives him like he gives him several drinks of alcohol first. And then as he starts to tell him like his yep. story, then yeah, later he drugs. him. He drugs him. So he passes out because Henry's got an idea. Mm-hmm. So he goes to the university and he proceeds to clean everything up. 
Yep. Mop and bucket just cleans up all the blood. Writes a note to Billy. So when she gets home, she's like, where's Henry? She yeah. finds the note and the note says, you know, Dexter was fucking around with one of his young students. She's going crazy right now. Yeah. I'm down here like at the university trying to console them. Yeah. But I need your help. Like you always say, what would I do without you? Yep. So she's like, Henry, you sad son of a bitch. She grabs her milk <laughs> and vodka. <laughs> gets in her car. <laughs> yeah. She's like, she's like, I can't wait to get all the gossip. Yeah. She's a gossiper too. You oh, know, she yeah. can t- you could tell. So she goes down there. She's like, Henry, where the fuck is this bitch? <laughs> so he's like, uh, she's under the stairs and she's panicked and she won't come out. And he's like giggling. And she's like, what is so funny? This sounds awful. He's like, well, you have, you have to see it, Billy. Like, yeah. once you see it, yep. you'll understand. So she goes under the stairs and there's the crate right there. And he shoves her. And he starts shoving her. He's like, come on out. Come on out. And nothing's dinner time, happening. Dinner time. And she's like, Henry, what the fuck? you're a fucking asshole. And she like smacks him with her purse. Yeah. And she's like, nothing's happening. And he's like defeated. He's like, oh my God. All of a sudden, boom. Monster. And then we get that great shot of Adrian Barbeau kind of like, ah. Like kind of a freeze frame with like that's a comic by, book. That's the eight by ten I have. I have that. That's the same one I got too. Yeah, that's a great one. Yeah. Um, and he, the fluffy monster, fucking eats her. Yep. Num num num. So uh, Henry locks it locks up, it back up, takes it out to the water, drops it in a quarry, and goes back. And end of monster playing chess with uh, with Dexter, and he's telling him, "Hey, you know, it's all over." Yeah, and he tells he tells Dexter what he did. Yep. I thought it was kind of interesting. Like, yeah. Yep. He tells him everything. He's like, no evidence. The monster's gone. Yeah, we'll just pretend like this never happened. And then we see the crate at the bottom of the water, and then it busts open. Yep. And then Fluffy's out. <laughs> the we end. get the shot of the eyes. It's a good story. It's a long one. It is a long one. This it's is m- the longest one. It's my one. favorite one. Um, Yeah, it's up there for me. Um, it's not my favorite. I think, yeah, like I said, the Jordy Verrill one is my favorite, but this one's up there. It's just long mm-hmm. and it's, it, I, well, it's a little drawn I'll out. Get, I'll get yeah. into that in my review, but I do like it. I, I, I'll tell you my individual rating for it is four heads nice. for that one. Um, I think it's just really good. I think, you know, Adrian Barbeau just does such a great job. And Hal Holbrook too. Mm-hmm. By the way, Hal Holbrook's still alive. Yeah, I know. He's, he's, I looked he's up everybody. Old. Uh, Adrian Barbeau obviously is still alive. Uh, she's substantially younger, but Hal Holbrook is ninety-five. Wow. So good on him. Yeah, good for him, man. Uh, hopefully he's doing well <laughs> and he's living a good life. Um, yeah. Hopefully by the time this airs, he's still doing. He's still doing well. Yeah. Um, don't want to jinx him, mm-hmm. but that's a good one. All right. Then we come up on our last. Our last main story basically uh, is. They're creeping up on you. This stars E.G. Marshall as Upson Pratt, and we got a couple of voice. Uh, Ned Beatty's one of the voices. I read on the that, film. yeah. Um, but then David Early plays White, who's like uh, the I don't know. He works custodian. Him, right? Yeah. Oh, the, that's right. Yeah. Upson Pratt is a very well-to-do, rich businessman, germaphobe, germaphobe, <laughs> isolationist, racist. Yeah, sound like anybody we know. <laughs> <laughs> fuck nut um but he uh lives in this very sanitary very sterile white apartment it's very uh stanley kubrick like it kind of yes. reminds me of something you'd see in a kubrick film yeah uh he does have a jukebox though that's true which is a cool yeah cool looking jukebox um and he has all the technology 
available to him in 1982. <laughs> Computers. Yeah, so he never has to leave. <laughs> phones and everything. And he does all of his work. He does everything right out of that house. Like yeah. He doesn't He's leave his been, apartment. He was working from home before uh, Before it was, it was a, a thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was under quarantine. Yep. Um, but he does have a cockroach problem. Yep. And he hates bugs. And he makes that clear. He also hates people. And he calls them bugs. Mm-hmm. I've been squashing bugs my whole life. Yep. And... Uh, he gets phone calls from uh, the widow of a, of a man who he bought out and drove to suicide. And he basically tells her to fuck off. Yeah. And he's like, I'm glad he's dead. Like, he's a real jerk about it. Kind of gloats. Yeah, he gloats. He gets phone calls from his business partners and he's telling them they got to work harder. Um, he's trying to kill all these bugs. He calls the exterminator and he says they better show up within the half hour. Mm-hmm. White, the janitor, comes and... <laughs> He's kind of he's very uh, racist to this guy because this guy's African-American. But I like how white really he's not even having it. Oh, like he's no, being he super condescending about it. Yep. Uh, power goes out in the city. But of course, he's got backup generator comes back up and the cockroaches just, just are everywhere. Yeah, there's just more and more and more. Uh, finally, he's had enough. And uh, Pratt ups and Pratt goes into this like special room that he has that will lock everything out. And he closes the door and seals it. And he's like, fuck all of you bugs or whatever. Yeah. And he looks over. There's a bed in this room. And it's like moving. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he pulls it out. And the cockroaches just bugs. fucking pour out. And uh, and then we have like one of the coolest shots in the world of his dead body. As the cockroaches pour out, out of, of his, his body. Skin, yeah. And they oh, like, break yeah. his neck. And they yeah. just... It's so disgusting. Yeah, they burst from like his mouth and his chest, and it looks awesome. It looks. I mean, it looks fake, but it looks awesome. It looks awesome. Yeah, <laughs> my daughter was like, "I can't watch this." She turned her head. I had to tell her when it was okay. And then, did you notice in that room, it was like four feet deep of yeah, cockroaches? It was so gross. After that was all done, what? That's how that story ends. <laughs> What'd you think of that story? Uh, it's that's my least favorite one. Really? Yeah, I. I appreciate that story. It used to be my least favorite one. I, uh, I, I think, I, I, think I know where you're going. Like yeah. I do like the analogy of treating people like less than yep. and like like bugs and them just, and them rising up. Yep. Yeah, I did like that part. I just found it meh. Yeah. Well, I think execution. Eh. Yeah. Um, I think the yeah definitely the story. But I think another reason why maybe it could be your least favorite is because there's five stories in this movie. And after the crate, it's like, that should have been the last one. That should have been the last one, because that feels like a capper. Like, yeah. I feel like this movie had either one or two stories that they could have dropped from it and just had a three-story movie. Um, I feel, uh, we also have the epilogue, by the way. Billy gets a voodoo doll. Oh yeah, and uses it on and his dad. Uses it on Tom. Tom Savini's in that. Uh, he's one of the garbage. I like that too because they're, they're going through the garbage, and he's like, "Oh, like here's where you can send away for different stuff." It's like, "Oh, this one, a voodoo doll. Oh, it looks like somebody's already it's ordered already, it. Yep, yep. It's already cut out or something." And the little kids like killing. Teach you to take my comic book. <laughs> you fuck. Yeah, he's like stabbing him in the uh, neck. Yep. And Atkins, assuming we assume, dies. Fucking asshole. <laughs> also, one of the nicest guys in the Dude, world. Tom Atkins is the shit. He didn't even care that I had a sweaty back. <laughs> I, yeah, he was awesome. <laughs> but um, but does a good job playing an asshole. <laughs> the uh, but I think this movie was just too long. Yeah, because it's about two hours long, I believe it is, and it could have been ninety minutes. We could have cut out. We could have cut out. They're creeping up on you. 
definitely and had a better movie. Yep. Um, you could cut out maybe even Father's Day. It, it, although, well, you could cut out the Jordy one. It, it, some of those you could cut out and you'd have... Yeah, one or two of them, I think, would have been better pacing-wise. Yeah. So overall, after I rated all of these, I came to three and a half heads for the movie. Yeah. Is that what you got? Yeah. <laughs> Do we keep agreeing? Uh, yeah. I, I we really, need to start I know. disagreeing on I really films. like this movie. Um, yeah. To your point, though, I think it is a little long, and I don't think from a pacing perspective, I don't necessarily think the order makes the most sense, and I agree 100% the crate should have been the last one. Yeah. The crate definitely should have been the last one. And the only other thing I could say is they could short, they could tighten up some of these stories. Something to tide you over, I think, could have been tightened up a little bit. I think they're creeping up on you could have been tightened up a little bit because they were both longer than the uh, Jordy Verrill one. And I th- that one, I think probably was the shortest one, mm-hmm. but it, yeah, the pacing, the pacing was quick. great in that one. Yeah. So, and father's day probably could have been tightened up uh, also. So yeah. there, there was some flaws in this, but overall, I mean, it's a classic. Yeah. It's I, a I horror, love creep show. It's a horror fan. Uh, wet dream <laughs> because you got a bunch of a great cast cast and you got a good director good makeup good effects cool the music. score yeah it, it's just awesome yeah so three and a half heads agreed all right moving right along a couple years later five years later five five years later yeah, yep may 1st 1987 was when creep show 2 was released it was not directed by george romero this time however George Romero wrote this movie, directed by Michael Gornick. Gornick, sorry. I couldn't tell what that was. <laughs> uh, Gornick. Uh, it stars a lot of people, and I'll, I'll get into those uh, as we get to it. Not really as big of a cast as far as names go. George Kennedy is in this. I think that's probably the most recognizable person that people would know. But the cast isn't like the first movie. Mm-hmm. where you had a bunch of people who went on for, to success or had already had success. Music this time was done by Les Reed and Rick Wakeman. Uh, budget, $3.5 million, so substantially less budget, but made an impressive $14 million at the box office. So he still had a good return. In fact, almost better as far as a return on investment mm. goes. Not as successful, but still good. Tom Savini is in this movie though. Yeah. He, he plays the creeper. Right. Yeah. He does, he does, he does a good job. He plays the voice of it. And, uh, uh I'm sure he's the actor who's in the costume. At the yeah. Beginning. It looked like him. So we have a prologue and we have interludes in this movie. Unlike the first one where we had just a prologue and an epilogue, we have uh, various different interludes, which are mostly animation. And the animation style in this is, uh, like heavy metal. That movie yeah. Heavy metal. Yeah. Um, it's very, I love it. I love the animation. Yeah. It's kind of choppy. It's not super smooth. Yeah. yeah. But the style of the art, mm-hmm. it's kind of like maybe like a Don Bluth. That's yeah. That's what I was going to say is I got kind of a Don Bluth vibe. Yeah. So really cool. Um, but it opens up with, uh, this Billy, uh, maybe a different Billy <laughs> <laughs> and he gets the latest copy of creep show because, uh, a delivery truck driver throws out the latest issue and the delivery truck driver was Tom Savini in makeup. He looks like a combination of like the leprechaun and like Gildor from masters of the universe. And also maybe like Mickey Rourke in uh sin city. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's got very strong jaw yeah, he's and got, chin and, and he's got balls. He's got testicles oh, yeah. on his chin. Yeah. They do look like testicles. <laughs> 
Um, but then everything turns into animation after that. That's all like uh, live action and, uh, all, well, all the interludes turn into animation. And again, we get the flipping of the comic mm-hmm. book. Uh, this movie only has three stories in it, which I actually appreciated because I said the last one, too many stories. This one only had three. Uh, we have, uh, the first one, which is old chief Woodenhead. Uh, this has George Kennedy in it. Uh, who plays Ray Spruce and his wife is Martha Spruce and they own like a drugstore convenience store. It's like a general store. Yeah. yeah general in store. In Arizona. Was it set in Arizona? Yeah, it was in Dead River, Arizona. Oh, okay. Is that a real place? No. Okay. <laughs> I don't know where they actually filmed it, but I'm pretty sure it was filmed in Arizona. It looked like an Arizona desert town. It did. Because it looked hot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And very and, dry. And very brown. Yes. <laughs> um, but it's an old town, maybe on Native American uh, land is right ne- next to it because uh, there's a, a Native American man by the name of Ben White Moon, who apparently a lot of the natives come and get stuff from the store and they buy stuff on credit. Mm-hmm. The town has gone through some ups and downs and this is the lowest of the low. Like nobody's making any money. Yeah. And George is just a really nice guy. And he's very positive and he thinks the town's going to come back. Yeah. Things Um, are going to turn around. You'll see everything's going to be okay. He's very charitable, which his wife kind of resents. Yep. And uh, he sells stuff to the people that need it on credit. He's like, they'll pay me back someday. Well, Mm -hmm. uh, Ben White Moon comes over and he's like, look, I know my people owe you money. I've gathered up all these jewels, silver and turquoise. Yeah. It's worth $10,000, we find out. You keep it yeah. until we pay off our debts. Yep, hold it as collateral. And if we uh, don't pay off our debts in like two, two years. Two years, I think. And I was like, two years. If I was him, I'd be like, maybe we talk about <laughs> in six months. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> two years. Uh, he's got to hold on to that shit. And if he doesn't, uh, if they don't pay it all off, he gets to keep the jewels and... Um, you know, can sell them or whatever. Yeah. And he doesn't want to accept it at first. He's like, listen, take it back. And the guy says, it's a bad thing to borrow. It's a worse thing to beg. Like, don't yeah. make me beg, man. Like, just yeah. take this. It'll make me feel better. Yep. Yeah. Cause if we take the stuff and you have those jewels, then we're borrowers. But yeah. if we take the stuff, then we're beggars. Then we're beggars. But he also, uh, Ray doesn't want to be rude and give, give that back. Cause he wants the people to have pride, right? Yeah. Like they want to be, they're proud of who they are and he doesn't want to disrespect them. So he accepts it, uh, ultimately begrudgingly. Well, no sooner. Oh, I should also mention that he has a wooden Indian outside of his general store. Yeah, he's painting it. He's repainting it. Yeah, because old chief Woodenhead. Old chief Woodenhead. Anyway, the, the chief kind of like as Ben says goodbye to him. The chief moves, and Ben's just like, uh, "What, what the, the fuck, fuck was that?" And he's just like, "I'm yeah, out of here." <laughs> but he just kind of pays no mind. Anyway, no sooner. Does everybody leave and the and the wife's kind of happy? She's like, "Oh, Ben White Moon's such a nice guy." And they go back into the store. Well, oh, trouble's coming. We got Sam White Moon, Ben's uh, nephew. nephew. We got fat stuff. <laughs> Listen, I know the guy's overweight, but do we have to insult him yeah, by calling on. him fat stuff? Can't we just call him fat stuff and fatso? Like a lot of yeah. fat insults. Oh God! And he's got a like a hat. Did you see his cap that he's wearing? It says bullshit on it. <laughs> well, this guy's an asshole. Don't oh, be yeah. like we should just call him asshole, not fat stuff. <laughs> I mean, like, so his metabolism's a little slower than some. Exactly, he's big boned. Yeah, he's husky. Yeah. And we also have Andy. And these three friends, I guess we'll call them, are assholes. Mm-hmm. Uh, with Sam White Moon being the biggest fucking asshole. 
By the way, I did not appreciate, especially in 2020 culture, like a white guy playing a Native American. Dude, I'm glad you brought that up because I was going to ask you, I was like, that guy's not Native American, right? Come on. No. I was say, it looked like a guy He's with- Irish. Like, I, I looked say, into it. It looked like a dude with bronzer on his face. His name is Holt McElhaney. Fucking Holt. <laughs> yeah, his name is Holt. <laughs> At least the guy who played Ben Whitemoon is a legit Native yeah, yeah, American you could tell, actor. But like this dude, I was like, I thought the same thing. I was like, that looks like a white guy with dyed black hair. Yeah. Or a wig. A wig. Definitely yeah, a, a wig. wig. And it's got that blue eyes. And he's like, yeah, it's so, I the same thing. It's I was like, so that's disrespectful. A, that's a white man. <laughs> so disrespectful. <laughs> it's like when Natalie Wood played a Puerto Rican in fucking <laughs> West Side Story. Yeah. Didn't Charlton Heston play a Mexican? Oh, yeah. Uh, John yeah. Wayne played Genghis Khan. <laughs> Awful. <laughs> so stupid yeah come on now do you know i got into an argument with john wayne's grandson really so I, now listen here <laughs> <laughs> no so i was friends with um and i mean i am not friends with him this, I, this is not the person i got into an argument with i was friends with one of john wayne's grandsons when i lived out in california i met him uh all of his brothers because i think there's like five of them um but uh really cool guys most of them. <laughs> um, and uh, I used to hang out with this guy. His name's Kevin. But I used to hang out with him all the time and uh, became a really good friend of mine. And I'm not friends with him by... The only reason is because of distance. I don't live out there anymore. Yeah. So we just lost touch over time. But And this was like 20 years ago. This goes back. But uh, I was hanging out with them one time. And the, the one brother who I didn't really like, who's mm-hmm. kind of a jerk, uh, was there. Like all the brothers were there. And they all knew me except for this one. And I was talking shit just about busting balls. <laughs> and then I started talking shit about, about grandpa, about the Duke. <laughs> <laughs> and the ones who knew me knew that I was just busting balls. Right. And this guy starts defending his grandfather. And I was like, he's like, uh, oh, he was, you know, he was in True Grit and he was a great actor. And I go, yeah, he was really great in Genghis Khan. <laughs> oh, man. That guy, if looks could kill, I would have been dead 20 years ago. But, uh, yeah, I mean, John Wayne wasn't a good actor. No. Uh, you no. can't defend that. No. Like, he was a personality. He wasn't a good actor. Yeah. It's like saying Arnold Schwarzenegger is a good actor. <laughs> he's not. He's fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. He makes good movies. Yeah. People enjoy him, but whatever. Not winning any any awards. No, but John Wayne. John Wayne did though. He won an Oscar, didn't he? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Racist fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Whatever. He's dead. <laughs> I mean, I whatever. Ben wants to be a, Sam, Sam White or Sam. <laughs> Sam wants to be a movie star in Hollywood. Oh, yeah, he's gonna move out to Hollywood. His, his wig, his special <laughs> hair. Like, oh, I got the his best hair. Samson. Fucking Uncle Jesse, like combing yeah. his hair. Whoa, <laughs> the hair, huh? What did Uncle Jesse always say? Um, have, have mercy. mercy. <laughs> so have mercy. Watch the hair. <laughs> fucking Uncle Jesse. Did you watch that fucking crap? Did yeah. you watch Full House? Oh yeah, all the time. Yeah, I could probably quote like almost every episode. Really? Yeah. Were you a big uncle? Or you, I guess he wasn't Uncle Joey. Did they call him Uncle Joey? Nah. They just called him just Joey. Called Joey. Were you a big Joey Gladstone fan? Joey was. Pr- the older I got, the less I liked Joey because I was like, this guy's super cheeseball. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking coolier, dude. Yeah. Lived in the basement. He did have a cool like little apartment setup down there in the basement. Yeah, yeah. What did he do for a living? He was a stand-up comedian. He's a comedian, yeah. And then he had the Ranger Joe show. Ranger oh, Joe. The, the, the Woodchuck. <laughs> like Mr. Woodchuck. 
<laughs> Ranger Joe, oh. Ranger Joe, right? He's like, Do you, the, <laughs> Do you remember the episode where he went on Star Search? Yeah, 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 and he lost. Is that the one where his dad like came and watched him? I think so. Yeah, I fucking hate that. You know, uh, uh, fucking Coulier was on a show that I used to watch uh, growing up called Out of Control, and this was before Four Full, Full House. House. Wow. And he would do that, cut it out, fucking what? nonsense. Oh Jesus! On that show, it wasn't something that Full House people developed. That was part of his routine. Cut it out. That's not even funny. That was never funny. <laughs> All right, so it's stupid. So I gotta tell you this story. <laughs> so my cousin, my cousin was uh, probably still is. I don't know. I don't talk to him much anymore. But good looking guy, and we used to be really close. Like we would hang out all the time. And he would uh, always tell me about his escapades, like dating. Right? Yeah. He was like, he was like fucking Uncle Jesse. That's it, yeah, nice hair. <laughs> yeah, all right. But uh, but chicks dug him. And anyway, so he went on a date and he comes over to my apartment one day and he's like, hey, I went on this date. I got to tell you about it. And I was like, all right. He goes, so everything's going fine and we're sitting there eating. And uh, she said something funny and I go, cut it out. <laughs> <laughs> I go, what? He goes, yeah, I couldn't believe that I did it. He did the hand motions as he's saying it. And he goes, I can't believe I did it. And I go, well, what happened? He goes, well, she hasn't called me back. <laughs> she just got up and left. Oh, fuck. I did have a friend that happened to one time. My friend, uh, my friend Bobby, who's a douchebag. But anyway, he was, a, he was my roommate. And uh, he comes home one time uh, from a date that he went on. And I was like, how'd the date go? And he goes, well... They went to go see uh, uh, some movie, Lord of the Rings or some bullshit. Anyway, he, uh, he goes, in the middle of the movie, she was like, uh, I got to go to the bathroom. And Excuse she left. me, I have to go to the bathroom. I will be right back. Yes. She went out <laughs> to go to the bathroom. She never came back. That's hilarious. So he was like, <laughs> five minutes go by, 10 minutes go by, 15 minutes go by. And he's like, he's dropping a deuce. <laughs> so he goes out to the lobby. She's nowhere to be found. And so he came home. He didn't even finish the movie. Oh, man. I was like, you didn't even finish the movie? So he comes home. How does he know she wasn't in the bathroom destroying the ring, uh, so he, to speak? He, <laughs> he waited a while, I think, because he is a douchebag. <laughs> anyway, so he comes home and he tells me the story. And I go, okay, this is what you got to do immediately. Immediately. I go, you got to message her, uh, maybe through email or whatever it is, or call her. I go, even better yet, call her because she won't answer the phone. Leave her a message. And say, you know, when you went up to get to the bathroom, I just want to apologize. I left because I didn't think things were going well. I go, you tell her that you left <laughs> instead of her. Did he do think- it? No, because he's a big douche. I go, you would have had the upper hand. I go, she would have called you immediately to be like, why did you leave? I go, now she thinks she put one over on you. You, you should have done that. That's awesome. I know. I was always coming up with great ideas. Did you ever see uh, Romeo and Michelle's high school reunion? Yeah. I know we'll eventually talk about this movie, but yeah. <laughs> do you remember the part where uh, Romy, she's like at the club? I don't remember which one was so which. She's like uh, Amira Sorvino. Okay. And she's at a club and this guy comes up to her and she's like, oh, hey, that's a nice suit. What is that, an Armani? He's like, yeah, it is. And she's like, what do you do for a living? And he's like, I'm a suit salesman. And she goes, oh, will you excuse me? I cut my foot earlier and my shoe is filling with blood. And she just like limps away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. classic dude i wish i wish that my i wish that dude would have done that because i wanted to That'd know what would have happened <laughs> fuck 
What a douche. Have him do it now. Be like, hey, do you remember 20 years ago? Yeah, I, nah, I feel really bad about it. Listen, he, he still goes by Bobby. <laughs> so like when you're 40 years old and you go by Bobby, like <laughs> I think like at some point you got to be Bob or Robert. Robert. <laughs> Anybody who goes by an obby. Hey, Uncle Joey, that episode on Star Search, isn't yeah. that where he gives up on comedy? Because he oh. loses and he becomes Joe, or is that a different episode? I don't know, but it's a different one where like he's like done being funny. He's like, for now on, I'm Joe. Yeah, well, he should have been Joe or <laughs> Joseph, Joey. Come on, what? How old are we? I don't even want to say. I still call our mutual friend Joey. Yeah, though he calls himself Joe. Yeah, he goes by that's different. He goes by Joe, but I call him Joe. I think that's different though because you grew up yeah. with him, like. He doesn't introduce himself to new people as Joey. Yeah, me telling calling him Joe makes me feel old, so I call exactly. him Joey. <laughs> exactly, I call him Joey too because that's how I was introduced to him. So I don't give a fuck. <laughs> but nobody did anybody ever call you Davy? Just my grandpa. He's the only one. He still calls me that. Anybody else t- calls me Davy? They're getting popped in the mouth. <laughs> All right, Davy. <laughs> <laughs> Throw this mic stand just across hear, the room. Just hear <laughs> some commotion. Oh, 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 oh. No, <laughs> what is that what's in your pocket (laughs) nope that's my dick (laughs) i've got world yeah fat stuff (laughs) sam white moon we haven't sang in this episode yet it'll come still time yep um sam white moon yeah he wants to go be an actor he wants to be uncle jesse Mm mm-hmm and uh, he's like, look, I look like a white man. I'm going to be successful. And look at this hair. No, he's like, uh, he thinks his hair is like this big thing. It gives him power or something like that. Yeah. So he, they're robbing the general store. I, and I don't know why this general, this is a poor ass town. Why are you robbing this guy? He doesn't have any money. Yeah. Just stupid. Fat and stuff first is just, just yeah, there's kind of looting and just taking stuff. Yeah. Fat stuff's just eating. Yeah. Well, then he eventually gets to the point that he knows that his yes. uncle came by with the, the turquoise, with the turquoise and the silver. This is how we find out it's ten thousand dollars. Yeah. <clears throat> and get he's it. like, ten thousand dollars is gonna get me to Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Make me famous. Yeah. Right. Anyway, so they they they're gonna steal it. Well, accidentally, gun goes off, shoots his wife, the wife, and then he shoots Ray also. Yeah. So Martha, dead. Martha and Ray are dead. And he tells Fat Stuff and Andy, he's like, look, we're going to get out of here. We're going to go to our houses, gather anything you need. Yeah, we're going to split. And we're going to split and go to Hollywood. And they're like, okay, I guess. And they're both like, Jesus, dude. Like, yeah. what the hell? Like, it went too far. Yeah, exactly. But they're, now they're kind of afraid of him. They were they were fine with it when they were just destroying people's property and eating <laughs> fucking Oreos. Yeah, yeah, but killing. Yeah, they're fucking assholes. Yeah. So they all go home. Well, Chief Woodenhead comes to life. And he we has, see him. And he has like a T-Rex like roar. Like it was he like does. Yeah. Starts but, putting on war paint. Yeah, he puts on some war paint and he starts marching like a fucking wooden statue would, I guess. <laughs> uh how much wood could a wood statue might <laughs> 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 <That's a little laughs> got like halfway there, and Mr. Woodchuck just pops out and eats him. <laughs> oh, <laughs> anyway, he kills fat stuff by uh, shooting arrows at him. Mm-hmm. Soof, soof, soof. 
Yeah, right through his hat. This is bullshit on. I think he shoots him right through the head. <laughs> Fucking bull bullseye, more like. Yeah. Huh? Am I right, Chief Woodenhead? <laughs> Cut it out. <laughs> <laughs> Which that's also a disrespectful name, Chief Woodenhead. Yeah, it's like. Yeah, that's disrespectful. Yeah, but I guess he's okay with it. Yeah, that's his name. What do you, he's like, that's so you my know name. Given it, it's my namesake. <laughs> my name's Bobby it Woodhead. <laughs> Bobby. Bobby. How old are you? <laughs> oh God, I'm gonna fucking die. <laughs> oh fuck. <laughs> Uh, then he goes and kills Andy. Andy is more uh, rich than the other guys. He lives in a double wide trailer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he's got the car. What kind of car is it? It's like a, some kind of T Bird or something. I can't remember. Yeah, it's I like write it down. it's like a sports car. But uh, he goes out to get into his car to go pick up uh, Sam, and it's destroyed. It's all smashed up. Yeah, by a fucking axe. Yep. We see the shadow of Chief Woodenhead creeping up on him, and he gets got. He hatchets him yeah. to death. Yeah. <laughs> And then so then we get Sam. He's like admiring himself in the mirror, like oh, yet again, like stroking his hair. Always, yeah. And the chief busts in, and yep. cuts his hair. He's off. like, "You, you're a statue, man." <laughs> yeah, get the fuck out of here. He locks himself in the bathroom with a shotgun. His Irish accent comes like, "Oh, what are you doing here? What you mean, no leprechaun? You're a statue. You cut off my hair." <laughs> It's me Patago. I mean It's uh, me lucky hair. Uh, my name's my name's Sam White Moon. <laughs> Chuckin' Chief Woodenhead scalps him. Oh dude. That was pretty sweet. It's awesome. Yeah. And then uh the next day, Ben White Moon wakes up and he's got all the turquoise and silver in his bed next to yep. him. He's like, What the fuck? What the hell's going on here? So he goes speeding down to the general store and he sees Chief Woodenhead sitting there, fresh war paint holding the scalp of Sam. Yeah, and he doesn't even go in. Like, he knows. No, he ben knows White Moon just is like, yep, see ya. Good on you, Chief Woodenhead. He mm-hmm. knows that he Sam knows was a dead. fucking dick. Yeah. So that's that. I like that story, actually. I used to hate it. It's okay. It was all right. Yeah. I thought it ran a little long. Yeah. But it did. There's only three in this in this movie, so each one, if you figure it's a 90-minute movie, each one's going to be like 20 minutes. Yeah. Spoiler, I think two out of three of them run long. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's the one? What's the other one you think runs long? The last one. Oh, okay. All right. So we get that. We also get the a new interlude of uh, Billy in his cartoon form, kind of uh, riding his bike. And he gets, there's, I don't know how, what order this all happens in. Yeah, but This is where he gets a Venus flytrap bulb. Oh, yeah. He goes down, he ordered it. down to the or, post yeah, yeah. office and he gets the box and he's like, it's a Venus flytrap. Mm-hmm. I ordered it. And the guy's like, yeah, whatever. Whatever, kid. <laughs> Post office worker is like, I didn't ask. I don't care about the contents of your package. <laughs> don't somebody say the world? <laughs> oh, not that package. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we find out he ordered Venus flytrap because it's man eating. Mm-hmm. It eats meat. I'm like, that, there's no Venus flytrap. Yeah, no. Fucking kids. But you know what's cool is like, I always, I think we've talked about this before. I always wanted to order that shit out I, of. I had a Venus flytrap when I was a kid. Not just Venus flytrap. Oh, but, but all know. the shit, like the yeah. x-ray specs and yeah. all that shit. Yeah. yeah. I always wanted to order all that stuff. Oh, yeah. Never did, though. <laughs> I never had a checking account to write a check for $1. <laughs> and send it away. <laughs> send it away. And maybe six to eight weeks later it arrives. Yeah, and it's not real. Yeah. 
but I had great plans for those x-ray specs. It's like sea monkeys when you were a kid, you're like, oh my God, oh. like a whole family and they do tricks and stuff. Yes. And it's just Brian shrimp, <laughs> a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> they die within like a week. Yeah. All right. So back to the regular stories. Uh, the second story we get in this uh, trilogy is The Raft. Uh, this has some people in it. Nobody really worth no. mentioning, but it's four characters. We have Deke, Laverne, Randy, and Rachel, and they're all going out. It's like fall break. And <laughs> <laughs> they're all going out to a lake to go swimming. Cause, uh, Randy says they still have the raft out there. It's like in October yeah. or September. Yeah, this hands can be a little cold, but whatever. It's, yeah. But the, they still can go swimming. But one last party before it turns. When the driver, the one guy's like, I feel the need, the need for weed. <laughs> yeah. They're smoking a joint. They're Which I was thinking, that movie, uh, this movie came out a year after top gun. So that yeah. joke was probably timely. Yeah. Like, oh, it's very clever. Now it's like, man, yeah, <laughs> that's true. I, I, I caught the joke, but I was just kind of like, meh, whatever. Yeah. But yes, you're right. Probably timely. Um, they get to this lake. There's a raft out there. They all proceed to jump in. Dude, I had to look that lake up because it looks exactly like the lake that my wife and I went to a couple months ago. Oh, really? It looks exactly like it. Um, but I looked it up. It's not okay. the same lake, but it's about 15 miles away. So it's in oh, the same area. Oh, it's filmed in Arizona. Yeah. So up, uh, up by Prescott. Oh, wow. That's cool. Yeah, I thought it was Watson Lake, oh, but it's, it's Granite Basin Lake, oh, which I think is a little smaller. I have to go there. Yeah. Yeah, when I saw it, I was like, That's damn cool. it, why didn't I we go, go there? I want to go there now. I do too. That's awesome. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, they're swimming out to the raft. And as Randy gets closer to the raft, Deke's already on it. As Randy gets closer to it, he sees like this duck mm-hmm. that's kind of like flapping its wings and like dying. Yeah. And getting sucked underwater. Yeah, and he's like, what the hell is that? And there's like this... Like a, like a blob. Yeah, a blob. Yeah, that's exactly what it looks like. Yeah. Like an oil slick blob. Like an oil slick mixed with like a bunch of like trash bags. Well, that's probably... That's realistic. probably what it was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it was just a bunch of trash bags, but... It's like if the blob could float and was black. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and it feels like it's moving towards them. Like as they're swimming out to the raft, he's like, what the hell? And he keeps watching it and it keeps getting closer and closer. And he's like screaming to the girls. He's like, get out here. Yeah, hurry up. Swim, swim, swim. And Laverne's the last one. I should also mention that Randy has kind of a crush on Laverne. Deke and Laverne are kind of together, but Randy's kind of got a crush on her. And Rachel has a crush on Randy. <laughs> So there's like this weird love, mm-hmm. love quadrant, Diane, diamond, <laughs> some sort of love hexagon. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, the the blob comes closer and they start looking at it, and uh, Deke is just like he, he keeps calling Randy Poncho, which <laughs> yeah. annoyed the shit out of me. He's like, "What a Poncho, Poncho," and I'm like, "What the fuck?" It's called by his name. Yeah, his name is Randy. <laughs> Um, but, uh, this, this it's like blo- Randy, how old are you? You should be Randall or Randolph or something. Rand. Rand. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this guy's name is fucking Deke. <laughs> Jesus. Deke. That's like yeah, a, a ice skating move. <laughs> Triple, Triple Deke. Deke. <laughs> yes. Flying V. Uh, so, uh. This blob's getting closer, and Randy's, like, freaked out about it, and everybody else is just like, whatever, it's nothing. Well, it gets super close, and this Rachel girl... Yeah, bad idea, Rachel. She's like... What is that? She I'm reaches out touch, and touch it. it. Well, she gets close, and it, like, wraps around her arm, pulls her in. 
she's screaming for help. They're all like, what the Holy fuck? Shit. Sucking her down in and it kills her. That was an awesome death. Dude. That was creepy. Fucking A. It was creepy. <laughs> this this whole scene creeped me out for a yeah. long time. This yeah. whole this whole thing. And me too. But uh and this was the most memorable Same. of this uh this movie for me. Me too. Yeah. So they're like, what the fuck just happened? Uh Deke keeps asking Randy what the fuck happened. Uh he doesn't know. So they're all out there and uh they're the blob goes underneath. He's gone under the boat. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, very smart or very dumb (laughs) goes underneath and uh deke's like fuck it i'm gonna swim for it and he's like getting ready to swim all of a sudden it comes up through the cracks between the cracks and the boards wraps around him this was another cool dude pulls him straight down and breaks his leg yes the wrong way (laughs) and pulls him under yeah that was an awesome death so now you got Laverne and Randy must be happy because Laverne's left. Yeah. <laughs> hugging crushing on on. Yeah. And she, and he's like, listen, Randy's trying to calm her down. He's like, it can't get it. It's like oozing up through the cracks. Yeah. But if we just stay on the planks, don't touch the crack. Or you break your break mom's, mom's back. back. <laughs> he's all, if we don't step on the cracks, we're good. And she's like, okay. So she gets down and then eventually it kind of slides away out from under them. And it's like hanging out. But it's still there. Yeah. And they're like, and they're he too goes. Too close for them to be able to swim away. Yep. But he says, listen, we'll just, one of us can sleep and the other one just stays awake and watches it. We'll go back and forth and we'll wait. Someone's got to come out here eventually mm-hmm. and we'll get some help. So she's like, okay, well, she falls asleep and the blob starts moving closer. Dude. This is the scene. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> That I don't understand. I don't either. This is a life or death situation, and now you want to get rapey? Yeah. I I remember talking to someone one time a long time ago, and they said uh, they thought he was just doing it to try to like get the blob to attack her, and he was going to like sacrifice her? Uh, no, I, he was I, just being rapey. He was trying to cop a feel, yeah. Well, not trying, he did. Yeah, yeah, it was gross. Or, or was it just an excuse to show tits? I think a little bit of both. I think we get a little bit of boobage, and but it, it immediately, and this what made it suck, it made me immediately want him to die. Like, I was oh, like, yeah. I suddenly don't care about but the survival maybe, of these characters, but, maybe her. But maybe that's, maybe that's on purpose. Maybe it was done so we didn't like him. Yeah, I guess. Because then, now we don't care whatever happens to him. We want him to die. Yeah. Well, anyway, she slowly wakes up after he's done molesting her. This fucking guy. <laughs> and he's like pre-med. You know, he's supposed to have some kind of bedside. Man. His yeah. bedside <laughs> he's a creep doctor. Bedroom manner. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, she rolls over and we see the blob is attached to her face. And she's like, <laughs> this was another cool death because it pulls her down and she turns into a skull. Yeah. It was <laughs> like melts her. Awesome. <laughs> Well, he's like, fuck this, fuck this shit, <laughs> jumping starts, in the water. He's, and he's not really a good swimmer. No. He's not fast. He's not fast. He's Yeah, he's like, not winning any races. No, he's like dog paddling it back to the shore. <laughs> but he gets on the shore right two inches. Like, dude, you would have ran all the way. Like, you wouldn't have just got out of the water. I, I wouldn't have stopped running. No. <laughs> but yeah, he stops like two feet off of like the shoreline. And he turns around. The blob just missed him. And he's like, I beat you, you son of a bitch. I beat you. Nope. Nope. The blob comes. Turns into a giant wave. Out of the water. Grabs him. Sucks him under. Pulls him in. 
camera pans over. There's a sign. No swimming. No swimming. <laughs> <laughs> I remember watching this as a kid. My sisters saw saw this. They were sitting on the floor. And I was on the couch. They fucking jumped in the air, David. I kid you not. They <laughs> screamed and jumped when that thing com- came out of the water. Yeah, this is the one I remember the most as a kid. And I remember seeing it on TV. So, like, the boob part wasn't in it. So, when I, I remember when I watched it as, adult, as an adult, I was like, I don't remember that. Um, but this is, like, this is my favorite segment of, of the three. It's, by, my, by it's, far. My, it's my favorite one of the three also. Really good. Yeah. Really creepy. Made me scared of those fucking rafts. <laughs> I remember I went to camp and we had one of those rafts, and I remember always thinking Fuck about that. that. Shit. But I couldn't really tell anybody like why, because it was at church camp. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I was watching Creep Show too. <laughs> yeah, and this guy touches girls' boobs, yeah. and then this thing grabbed her face, really turned cool. her into a skeleton. I got a, I got a boner. You know, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no, I didn't get a boner because that guy was feeling her up. I was just making a joke. By the way. Just want to let everybody know. <laughs> let rape show. does not turn me on. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking creep. That's clearly it, you know what though. You said you watched it on TV. I bet you it makes it a little bit better not seeing that. Like yeah, it was unnecessary. It, it just gratuitous. Yeah. Also, interlude cartoon guy. He's getting chased by these bullies. And he kicks one of them in the nuts and he rides his bike away. And then the creeper, we also, the creeper in this one tells, is like talking to us like uh, the crypt keeper. Yeah. He's kind of narrating. He's like, Hey kitties. Mm-hmm. He says shit like that. And I'm like, okay, this is a big time, like <laughs> rip off. But uh, he's tells us, he goes, well, Billy will be fine. We have time for one more story. Then we'll see what happens to Billy. And the last story is called the hitchhiker. So this story is about Annie Lansing. And Annie is uh, rich because her husband, George, is rich, presumably. She's cheating on George with a male a prostitute. Gigolo. <laughs> yeah. To reduce Bigelow's yeah. house. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And uh, she misplaces time. And she's like, I got to be home by 1130. Otherwise, George is going to be suspicious. So she gets in her fucking Mercedes and she speeds home. Yeah. And as she's on her way home, she talks to herself all the time. Yeah, she kind of narrates. Refers to herself as Mrs. Lansing. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And she's smoking a cigarette. She, and she drops a cigarette. Worst thing that happens, by the way, when you're a smoker. <laughs> I'll tell you, one of the worst things that's ever happened to me while driving a car and smoking a cigarette is I have a cigarette in my mouth. And it'll get stuck to my lips, but my fingers will still move to like take it out. So your fingers slide all the way down to the end of the cigarette, burn your burn fingertips, your fingers. you drop the cherry onto your lap, burn your shirt, your burn balls. your dick. <laughs> you're going like this, but you're also driving. So do you remember that scene in uh, the big Lebowski when he's smoking, uh, smoking a joint while yes. he's driving and he drops it on his nuts and he goes, ah! That's, and he crashed that's into a it. dumpster. That's pretty much it. The second that's that's probably the first worst thing. The second worst thing that's ever happened to me is I went to flick a cigarette butt and it went out and came back in the window behind me. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> that's the worst. Oh. Don't smoke and drive, kids. No. Don't just don't smoke. Just don't smoke. <laughs> yeah, it's probably the best idea ever. <laughs> but yeah, she drops her cigarette and she's going to put it out. Yeah, and she's swerving all over the place. Loses control of the car. And uh, a hitchhiker is out in the middle of the road. Yeah. She, she smacks whack, him real good. Right into him. Well, she's she, like, fuck she this. She gets out, takes a look like, yeah, he's dead. Uh, and she starts to see like lights coming. She's like, oh, yeah, fuck this shit. I'm out of here. She takes off. No one saw me. No one saw me. Except for Stephen King comes in a truck. Oh, yeah. 
hey that black guy's dead <laughs> that's like, well, like his line it's like yep yep Stephen King's such a putz. I love him. I love him so much. He plays the doofy person so well. And to know like he's like a literal genius. And he's really yeah, exactly. And he's very smart. <laughs> but he just plays this doofy. Because he's got that look, like that cross-eyed, like mm-hmm. Yeah, he does it well. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, so she takes off and she's like, no one's ever gonna know. I'll just get home. Everything will be fine. Right. Stephen King, he goes, Jesus, what the fuck happened? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit uh all of a sudden she sees the hitchhiker in the road again yeah and she goes you're seeing things you're seeing things bitch <laughs> yeah because you always talking to herself she's talking shit to herself uh. but she uh she keeps seeing the guy and and she, and he comes like running up to the car and he's like thanks for the ride lady thanks for the ride lady thanks for the ride lady he yeah, says he, it about a thousand times i love it it's i love awesome. it he says it and it's just like so creepy. He's all, thanks for the ride, lady. And he keeps getting more and more fucked up the more time she hits him. <laughs> yeah. Because he keeps reappearing. That's the whole point of the story. He's like haunting her. It's kind of the telltale heart kind of thing. Exactly. And he keeps hitting her and hitting her and hitting her. Or she keeps hitting him, excuse me. And he keeps coming back and saying, thanks for the ride, lady. Thanks for the ride, lady. But then at one point, like he's just a mouth, like not even with a jaw. And yeah <clears throat> but this goes on for and this is probably where you're going to say this one's long yeah it, it just goes on too long it goes on for a long time <laughs> to the point is she fucks that car she up. does she crashes it into a tree and then she's like ramming the car against her. oh dude i kept waiting for that like, with all the friday the 13th the, the game that we play on switch i kept waiting <laughs> that car is gonna die and you're not gonna be able to restart it <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny too because when she's driving through the woods i go this is like me driving in friday the 13th the video game <laughs> yeah yeah i thought about that a lot as i watched the segment that's funny <laughs> so she gets home her husband's not home actually yeah, like oh my god i finally beat him home you know why he's not home because he's the one who found the body that was him ah and stephen king yeah he was in the other mercedes that, ah, good catch i did not yep. catch that so he was out visiting his own fucking prostitute probably. <laughs> but anyway, that was him. And so he comes home and she, she got attacked by the, the ghost of the hitchhiker or whatever. And she gets killed. He gives her like a nice wet licorice kiss too. Yep. And, uh, the husband comes home and he opens up the garage and he sees her and she's sitting in the front seat. And it's like, what does the sign say? Does it say thanks for the ride? It says something like yeah, that. Yeah, I think it does. Something and like she's that. like tied up and she's dead. <laughs> yep. The end. <laughs> Uh, we go we go back to the interludes. Well, I guess it's now the end of the interludes, and the bullies have cornered Billy, and all of a sudden, all these man-eating fucking Venus flytraps fly come out and eat all the kids. Yeah. And Billy's fine. Yep. And then we cut back to Tom Savini's uh, creeper character, yep. and he's like throwing magazines or... Littering. Yeah, he's littering, <laughs> throwing them at like all like in the streets. Yep. Yeah. The Spread, spreading the good word of creep show. Yep. The yep. end. Um... So you don't you don't like this one nearly as much as the first like one. I don't like it as much as the first one. I still enjoyed it though. Yeah. Yeah. Uh the raft episode you liked. You didn't like the other two. The Would raft you? is awesome. I just found the other two to be a little boring. Like I well, I actually I find I found the Chief Woodenhead one to be a little bit dull mm-hmm. and I found the last one to be a little long and just repetitive. Yeah. But still good. I still enjoyed all three on a certain level. I just don't think it's up to par with the first film yeah um, but i like the makeup effects uh the raft is just a really cool 
story. story. Yeah. And it reminds me of like a kind of like a movie like you would make with your friends, like when you're in high school. Oh, totally. Like, it's so simple. Yeah. Um, and I think that's part of what makes it so good. Yeah. So overall, I like this movie, just not as much as the first one. I went two and a half on this one. Okay. So we're going to disagree on this one. I like this one a lot. I have uh, we were talking earlier about uh, a listener who contacted us about Creep Show Two, uh, Mike actually, who was a guest on our podcast last week. He loves this movie more than the, the first, first one. one. Yeah, I don't love it more than the first one. I love it the same. Uh, I'm giving it three and a half cool. heads. I have a, a soft spot in my heart for this movie. Uh, the Raft episode being the best one, and I watched Chief Woodenhead, and I. I actually liked it a lot more than I ever have this hmm. most recent time. The one flaw I will say, well, a couple flaws. I don't think it's as well made of a film. No. In fact, it's funny. My criticism is almost opposite of like what we said with the last movie is this one. I wish there were more yeah. and that they were shorter. Yeah. I, I actually like that there was only three stories. I do agree that maybe the hitchhiker one went on a little long or maybe do three, but make the characters more developed. I don't know. Yeah. Or maybe just better stories. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> More interesting stories. <laughs> uh, if you could take the raft and, and like mix that in with the stories from the first one and then separate them and make two movies. Yeah. So you'd have six stories. Maybe, or, yeah. Or take out the bug one from the first one and Father's Day, put the raft in the first one and there's yeah. that movie. That's a there fantastic movie. Yeah. Um, the music in this one is not as good as the first no. one. Uh, I noticed that specifically in the Hitchhiker one, the music when when she's like running the car rampant, I was like, "This is this music sucks." <laughs> um, but I like the animation. I like the interludes in this one and how the stories are introduced um, a little better than in the first movie. Uh, I like that the creeper is actually like a character. I know it's a ripoff of Tales from the Crypt. That's what it's supposed to be. But um, I, so now that the creeper, like I just thought he looked kind of cheesy. Yeah. Yeah. With his ball chin. With his ball chin. Yeah, I, I like the bookends of the first one better. Yeah. Um, I just like the animation. Uh, so three and a half heads from me, two and a half heads from you. That's, That's a three. three overall, so three and a three and a half. I feel like these movies are pretty close. So. They're classics. That seems fair. They, they, a third one did technically come out. It's a shit show. Um, but the third one, like originally, I guess Tom Savini uh, says that um, the Tales from the Dark Side movie. Mm-hmm is actually the third oh, okay. creep show movie, if you wanted to think of it that way. And the Tales from the Dark Side movie, actually that first story with Buster Poindexter. I don't remember that movie at all. Oh, that's the one where the cat, the cat comes back and it like crawls in someone's mouth and everything like that. I can't remember. That one is straight up out of like creep show because that was written by Stephen King, oh, that okay. specific story. So that one could be in a creep show movie. Um, you could actually take out either the hitchhiker or chief Woodenhead, <laughs> and put that one in there and it'd fit right in. Hmm. It's very reminiscent of the happy father's day in my opinion. Uh, okay. It's about a rich person who's like weird and has cats. And <laughs> the cat kills people. <laughs> rich cat lady. <laughs> rich, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> anyway, if you have any thoughts on creep show or creep show two, you should contact us. How can they contact us, David? Yeah, find us on Facebook, the slasher app or Twitter, where we are the swear wolves. Uh, we have the swearwolves.com where you can contact us. Uh, we are also on Instagram as the Swearwolves podcast with the Swearwolves YouTube channel, or you can email us directly at swearwolvespodcast at gmail.com. All right. So for the swearwolves this week, I'm Brett. I'm David. Oh, somebody <laughs> saw world. Cut it out. I fucking hate that guy. <laughs> <laughs>
The fucking wilderness out there. <laughs> oh, I'm Brett, and bird. this is David. And today, and this is all <laughs> today we're out no out back. <laughs> I'm getting a blooming onion. <laughs> oh, I'm drinking a Foster's. Oh, dude, I was thinking about a blooming onion uh, last good. night. Fucking hell! Fucking hell! Fucking hell! Right? <laughs> uh, no, but they are good. I don't know why, but I was like, oh, I want a fucking blooming onion. That sounds really good. I have my wife. Order me a blooming onion tonight. Or make you one. I guess you could. You're like, hey, would you be a deer? And go into the kitchen and fix me a blooming <laughs> onion. <laughs> oh, I'll say that to her. See what she says. She'll say, fuck off. <laughs> yeah. Kiss my ass. Welcome to the Horror with Horror Podcast, the podcast that discusses all things horror. I'm Brett. I'm David. David. Yes, Brett. We're a week oh, out from the election. Yeah. It happened. It happened. It's over. It is. We don't know what happened, though, because we recorded this <laughs> before the election. <laughs> we recorded this two weeks prior. So we should like have two versions of like, and make it really obvious when it cuts in, like, <laughs> we're so happy. Like, we're so sad. <laughs> yeah, but see, you'll edit this before. Yeah. Right? I'll know the... Yeah, yeah. Bef- oh, wait, no. After the results? This will be after. So you'll edit this afterwards? Yeah. All right, so we'll do two We'll do two intros, okay? <laughs> do you really want to do it? Yeah. Okay. All right. All right, we'll start with the sad one. Okay. Welcome to the Swear Wolves Horror Podcast, the podcast that discusses all things horror. I'm Brett. I'm David. The election happened. Yeah. And uh, we're not happy. No. All right, ready? <laughs> 